Hey guys, it's me, Sai, and before the show, I have a couple tour dates to tell you about. There's not many, but I'm gonna do a couple, and if you live in these places, you can come. Uh, first of all, I will be doing my home shows here in Cincinnati this year, uh, the first weekend in March. Technically, the last day of February, the 29th, and then March 1st and 2nd, uh, you can get those. The, the great Go Bananas! You can find those. Uh, April on the 12th, Friday, April 12th, I will be in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, you can find those at modelfacecomedy.com. And then people of Denver and the surrounding areas. I will be at the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, uh, May 10th and 11th. And here's the thing. If you are one of the people who wants tickets, just go down into the description. There will be a link down in this description that says size tickets. Click it. Click the city you want and go buy tickets. Also, Chad's on tour. He's all over the place right now. Check out thatchaddaniels.com. Nope, that's his Instagram handle. Check out chaddaniels.com. We will also put a link to all of his tickets uh, down in the episode description as well. Come see both of us. Today's episode is brought to you by and sponsored by BetterHelp. You know how Chad and I feel about therapy. We talk about it. Often we talk about the way it's changed us as human beings. Uh, we think it's incredibly important. You can visit betterhelp.com slash somewhere. Today you can get 10% off. Check out the people at BetterHelp. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. God, you're so lucky this morning to have landed here. Here we are in the middle of somewhere doing a something. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a wonderful day here at Amundsen Farms. And speaking of landing, let's talk about geese. Chad, <laughs> am I coming in with a lot of uh, a lot of emotional heat and energy? Yeah, you f it feels energized. Yeah, yeah, because you know when you have a little human, it uh -huh. affects your sleep. A baby, it yeah. affects your sleep pattern, and you most mornings you get up and you go, I am not interested in anything. I'm angry that I'm awake, and he's angry, uh -huh. and Jenna's angry. We're all, you know, that's how life works. You you manage it, but I. I got a shot of joy this morning, a shot of fun. So it got it froze here. It got very cold. Okay. It got down okay. to not you cold, but me cold. It spent like it was twelve degrees or so for a week. It was <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, people played ice hockey on a little pond. It was a real oh a pond. Interesting. I didn't say on my lake. I said a pond. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying just behind you. You saw it. So there as the snow melted and as it became warmer again and the ice was still there but trying to melt it started raining a lot this week and mm -hmm. so the ice still existed but there was a layer of water on top of the ice <laughs> and so geese so i'm in my kitchen this morning and we have yeah. a lot of geese and they my side of my lake they like to come around the corner over the trees and I've watched them ever since I moved in. In the morning, they come and they fly and they land right in front of my house and just glide right across. Well, that 
ain't how it works when there's ice under that water, brother. Oh boy, would I like to see that. <laughs> Have you ever, dude, these geese came in and it was like when there's a slow car pileup, they hit the water thinking they were going to be on water and then they slid like 30 feet on this ice amazing and their little geese feet and wings are like cranking and and flapping it was if somebody would have been playing benny hill's theme music that's the only way that's the only way it gets more fun so the baby's off somewhere crying jenna's dealing with it and i'm just selfishly just standing in front of our windows just watching geese ice slide across our lake that's the animal king kingdom version of remember in Die Hard 2 when they took control of all the con, like all of the gizmos in mm. the plane and then they told them that they had like 10,000 feet before they landed but they only had 3,000 yeah and then they just like would crash yeah. on landing yeah. that reminds me a lot of that I would I would love to see it I hate Canadian geese but you know who would love watching that with the music behind it the people that love just for laughs television <laughs> just all these French Canadians going oh this is so funny oh look at the goose it goes across oh, the ice oh. do you think there is water there is no water I, I do not have very good sexual boundaries, but people do not call me out on it because of my accent. Hey, I am watching this, and I will go watch comedy later. And Don't let your daughter time. in my restaurant because I will do something unacceptable. Um, the that's just the start, though. That's just the start. Oh wow! There's more. I hop in my car. I because it's a lake. You gotta drive around. It's not a small lake. To get out of the neighborhood, you gotta drive around this lake. Ugh. And so as I leave, I go around, and there's another part of the lake. And right there, there are geese that are walking on the ice, but there's water, so it looks like they're walking on water. Yes, Jesus geese. <laughs> so then I come around past the little clubhouse that you know. There's that little inlet down where all those condos are, and mm -hmm. there is a goose that has. He looks like one of those ice fishermen who didn't pay attention to the warnings and he's stuck. He's yeah. stuck half goose body down in the ice. And I know you're, if you're an animal person, you're like, help the goose. Well, I'd like him to stop shitting on my stuff. I'm sure he got out. He'll, he's not, it's not, it's going to be warm for a while. But so to go from sliding geese to miracle <laughs> geese to stuck goose, it was, the lake was very, very fun this morning. I bet it was. And in Ohio, you know, there are some people with pretty thick Southern accents there, which always blows my mind. But to just to hear somebody go, Jesus, geeses, <laughs> would make me laugh. And then also knowing that that goose that was stuck underneath having his butthole frozen shut for a little while to give you a little relief from the yard shit is also, you had a good morning today. I had a good morning. I had a nice yeah. morning. I had a nice morning too. I had uh, dealt with some ice, but it was, uh, I was staying on uh, Lake Superior in Duluth, Minnesota because Olivia had a skating competition. Now she's no staying longer on, in high school. Are you on the edge in a hotel or are you staying out in an ice house on the I'm lake? I'm staying right on the lake. I'm actually stuck halfway down. I thought that it, no, it was, uh, I'm staying <laughs> in a hotel. You're goosed? Yeah, I'm goosed. I'm staying in a hotel. The There's a little bit of ice on the lake but it is the wind coming off the water. You can hear the waves crashing and the wind coming off the water is minus 30. Ugh. 
Ugh. So it was brutal. Now I brought Poe with me. Here's what I decided to do, right? I now live in Minneapolis. Duluth is a two and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. But what I decided to do was to go pick up Olivia in Fergus Falls, which is a three hour drive in the completely opposite direction. I mean, not. I, I guess it's they're both north, but they're, going, they're on opposite That's, sides you, of the you state. You triangled your destination. Thank you. And I picked up Olivia... And we decided we're going to stay at the cabin uh, where there's, it's not winterized. So we're going to stay at the cabin. So you're going to go pick her up. Baseboard heat. You're going to, the cabin is on the way to Duluth. So I think to myself, it's a four hour drive from Fergus Falls. I'm going to turn it into a three and a half hour drive. Mm. So we'll stay at the cabin, have some fun. We'll let Poe run around. I brought Poe because Olivia's home from school and she doesn't get to see him that often. And so I was like, I'll bring him. We'll have one more day. So. I pick her up, we go to the cabin, and it is, if you put your hand on anything inside the cabin, it burns your hand. It was that cold. It had been relatively warm. Like, even if it's 10 degrees, that's still okay because you're inside and it blocks the wind. It was minus 12 when we decided to stay there, which is 44 degrees below freezing. Everything's cold. I turn up the baseboard heat, nothing's happening. We have a like plug-in fireplace. Nothing's happening. I have the wall units that we use for air conditioning. They're called splits. We use them for air conditioning in the summer. You can also use them for heat. Those won't turn on because it's so cold. Great. And so I'm like, well, we can't stay here. But So we sit on the couch. The, the uh, internet is still working. And the TV turns on. So we're like, let's watch Mission Impossible before we leave. Which is crazy because it's like in the freezing the cold. longest movie in the freezing cold. So we can see our breath. We have blankets over us on the couch, pose in between us, probably freezing. Olivia, I, we bought some uh, some of that port wine cheese that comes in the little bucket, mm-hmm. you know. And she every time she grabs the knife to spread it, it's a metal knife, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is so cold." <laughs> so we're like sitting there watching this, but our tradition is to watch Mission Impossible movies. And so this is the first one. Like there's like two coming out. The last movie is in two parts. Wait, and I don't. Like I don't I'm just to dig down on it. Like it's is it a tradition? A certain time of year? You just when they come out, you watch them. It's a very when specific out, but, tradition. But yeah, but we haven't had time yet because she's been at school. Okay, because one came out. I'm not a big. I'm yes. not a big MI head. I've never seen any of them. Well, we love it because Tom Cruise does all his own stunts, and it's pretty insane some of the stunts he does. Sure. Like, he he drove a mini bike off of a cliff and then had to pull the uh, the parachute cord and was was guiding his own parachute. It's pretty wild, the shit that he does. I know he's a, an adventure chaser, but Do you still. think he's doing that because he knows the only way he'll get out of this whole cult situation that he's gotten himself in is if he dies in an onset accident? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. But I read an interview that says he would talk to his stunt coordinator. And if they go, Tom, this is too, this is too dangerous. He fires them. Yeah, that's sounds... And just finds another stunt coordinator. Tom Cruise is one of my favorite celebrities. Because I don't know how it happened, why it happened, if it was his decision or who, because he was a pretty public facing, like, he did interviews, he was on TV shows. And then he climbed on Oprah's couch and shouted about how he was in love with Katie Holmes. And he, he has done nothing since. 
Right. And that's pretty fascinating that who's decision, like, where they're like, hey, we can't, somebody put Tom back in the tube. We can't have him out there doing the, this shit. There's too much money on the line. I, yeah, plug him back into the matrix. Yeah, that he's a he's a very very very. I know people who have worked on sets with him, and mm-hmm. they're like, he's the nicest man in the world. He, my mom was on set. I have a friend who's like, my mom had came to visit me on set, and I like really sheepishly went up to him. I was like, Mr. Cruz, my mom's a huge fan. Would you be willing to say hi to her? And he came and talked to her for three hours. Isn't that amazing? I go, that's fucking weird. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, it is amazing for you. (laughs) And the amount of credit I give that guy for giving someone a lifelong story, I give him a lot of credit. But I want everyone to think about while we're going like, what an amazing guy. Think about being like, I'm just gonna how often he gets asked it, you're gonna take three hours and just meet the PA's mom. And then the other PA is like, I have a mom too. It's a pretty I'm not trying to be anti-kindness here, but I think there's something more going on than just nice in that equation. I don't know either, but I do know that the story that that lady has is probably something like, well, I just wanted to say hi to Tom Cruise, and then he cornered me for three hours, and we missed our dinner reservation that took me two weeks to get. I mean, that's crazy. It's like, Tom, I have to go. No, just one more thing. So I do my own stunts. I just had to fire the stunt coordinator. Are you looking for work? Are you a stunt coordinator? I mean, that's, that's a lot. My uncle Craig was on a, I think I can do this story correctly. He was on like a fishing charter and, uh, with other groups of people. And he was talking to this guy and this guy was telling him, he's like, Hey, you know, you know, have you ever seen the movie over the top, which is the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling, uh, movie. And I think Michael Craig was like, yeah, somehow they got on Sylvester Stallone and this guy is like, yeah, I was, I'm an arm wrestler and he like studied me for that movie. So I'm pretty good friends with him. So give me your address and I'll have him send you some stuff. So Michael Craig was like, sure. (laughs) So he gives this guy his address. And then like a while later, they just get this package at their house with a bunch of signed Sylvester Stallone shit. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Which is either the coolest true story of all time or there's a guy out there who's like, yeah, I was bragging and lying, you know, like I always do, stupid Tony saying I'm the guy who inspired over the top. <laughs> and then they called me on my bullshit. So I had to go buy these posters and fake sign them. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just so funny. And your uncle Craig had him all up against a wall. And somebody who loves Sylvester Stone is like, that's not how he signs it. He just signs it SS. Each signature is different. <laughs> <laughs> if if Sylvester Stallone signs his uh his posters SS, he needs a better PR agent because those letters have yeah they've been you know there's a stain on those two <laughs> yeah there's an S on the SS <laughs> yeah. yeah so so we're at the cabin we watch this movie and when I get there the water uh. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like an, a water cooler that you'd have in an office where you dump the big jugs upside down and put it on the thing. Yeah, the gurgly tub. Yeah, so the gurgly tub is completely frozen, which hasn't happened before because I leave the baseboard heat on in the sunroom and normally it just stays thawed. Mm-hmm. Well, oh my God, it was frozen solid. By the time this three-hour movie is finished, I uh, I go into the room and I go, oh, it's got to be getting warmer in there. I have it on 85 it's not warmer 
it's because we, we are built on a concrete slab. So we are fighting this frozen piece of concrete that is just radiating freezing temperatures. And the, the googly cooler is, it, there's a little tiny bit of water and that's it. <laughs> I mean, this thing is, I'm going to have to get a new one because it's completely shattered on the inside, I'm sure, because of the whatever. So I, I tell, she goes, well, I want to stay here. And I go, I, I'm sorry, I have to veto you as a father sleep? and someone. Yeah, she wanted to sleep there. I'm like, we need to get going. Let's drive halfway tonight, stay at a hotel, whatever. So I go on hoteltonight.com. Not a sponsor, but go ahead and do it if you want. Hoteltonight.com? <clears throat> yeah. Never even heard of that one. Well, I actually have the app where you go, you type in where you're going to be, what days, and it gives you discounted hotels because it's so last minute that these, that's like, it's like a, when you don't sell all the tickets at a comedy club and they're like, hey, we're going to put these on sale for half price today. Yeah. Or like yeah, when I but, go and it's two weeks out and they're like, we're giving them away just a heads up. <laughs> so yeah. So we, we get over to this hotel. And we find out there's an arcade. Yeah. Like, okay. Great. So we go. There's a water park, but that's closed. We go down to the arcade, and uh, we see um, air hockey. And you have to buy a little card. It's it doesn't take money or coins. You have to you have to get a card like the subway, and then you have to keep swiping it when you want to play. Mm. So we I start to swipe for air hockey. And I see Olivia's face. It just like starts glowing. And I look over my shoulder and they have Guitar Hero. So yeah. before we even start playing, I go and I reload the card for 40 more dollars because I know we're going to be there a while. And I like, we played every song. I mean, we didn't, it was so unbelievable. It's like this big, huge arcade game with two guitars and you battle each other. And at times, I mean, we had people pressing their face in there, wondering what we were doing, because it was a really quiet night at the hotel. Sure. And they're like, what are these two doing? And we did not get off the game. It was it was so much fucking fun. I'm so glad that it was freezing at the cabin, because we had so much fun. Is that, that's that thing where, because we've spent so much time in our lives in hotels, do you have that yeah. thing where the only thing, it's kind of like you start watching pornography and the simplest thing arouses you and two years later you got to watch a guy get fish hooked well you know like it just gets sure you get you it just it screws you up i think that's a lot like with comedians in hotels the things that we need in a hotel to excite us yeah ethan sent me a picture he was in miami and they had an indoor basketball court in this hotel and then they had a mini bowling alley have you seen the mini bowling yeah, where the the pins fall down on strings. Yes. Yeah. We need to build one of those, right? Those yeah, we need to we put sure one do. of those in the house for every time you're here and in your house as well because your house is bigger than mine. But yeah, I think that's you get to a hotel and you find out, "Oh, there's a mini golf course in this hotel or there's yeah. an arcade." It's that's that's something that can really get me going. Yeah, that's when it's like, "Well, there's not just ice cream bars in the cooler by the front desk," which that can get me going, yeah. but the arcade is definitely the fish hook version of the the story. <clears throat> and so we we sleep, we get over to uh, Duluth for this competition. And I've talked about this before. The 
skating, the, the youth sports, and I know my daughter's not technically a youth anymore, <clears throat> but the youth sports is they can hold you hostage. They know they have you as a parent. So it happened to me the next day, I go to my, uh, my niece's She's 12 and she has a volleyball tournament and I'm so excited. So the volleyball tournament. Because they live up there in the same area? Yeah. Yeah. They live there. So I'll talk about Christmas. I mean, we had an interesting weekend. (laughs) And so the whole time I have to be at this tournament at eight Mm o'clock. Okay. Because that's when she is playing. So I'm thinking to myself like, okay, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, eight o'clock. The night before my sister goes, well, I'm looking at this schedule and it says nine o'clock. Okay. So I'm like, all right, great. I can sleep in for an hour. They've changed it. They're changing it. I would imagine it comes from parents going, well, we're friends and my daughter can't be there at this time. So please change it. Mm. And the people change it for the friends. And like, that's kind of how it's worked for all of time. So I'm Corruption. ready to get there at nine. Yeah. Yeah. I have to bring Poe outside at 30 below zero to get him to go for a walk. I'm taking him out. It's about uh, 7.59, and my sister texts me, oh, my God, they switched it again. She is playing at 8. What? She refs, yeah, she refs at 9 o'clock. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to be there. I have to bring the dog out. What do you mean she scheduled refs? all of this. She refs. So the, the kids, when they're not playing, they have to be the line judges. What sort of Lord of the Flies bullshit is that? You can't get adults to make the calls? You have kids in the what? tournament being line judges? And then they have to go to school the next day or on Monday and they have to be like, really, bitch? That was in. It's like, have a mom do that or a dad. That's, yeah, that is just asking for a fight or someone to get ostracized from a group. Yeah, for without sure. question. So I'm like, holy shit, I have to hurry up. So I go as fast as I can because Olivia has practice ice at 10 o'clock. So my morning is like, I have this schedule. And so I'm like, all right. So I run Poe outside and my lungs are on fire because I'm running him to get him exercise. He shits. I have to go find a bag. I have to do all this stuff. I bring him back in. I tear over to the, uh, to like the indoor sports arena and I get in line. And this guy in front of me, he's like, oh, so uh, to the lady taking tickets or taking the money for tickets, he goes, where's your daughter go to school? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I see, uh, I see no ring, no oh, ring on your finger. No. I'm like, oh. I'm like, hey, man. So I take my $8 that I'm not even, I'm going to get to watch my niece judge other children's (laughs) ability to hit it inbounds. And I I put it around him and I go, hey, here's my eight bucks. I got to get in there. And he goes, are you in a hurry? And I go, well, I don't know. Are you going to invite me to the wedding if this works out, if I stay? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I go, you're, you're, you just talked about no ring on her finger. I don't have time for this love connection. So I take off and I go in and dude, they are shaking hands. They're like shaking hands by the net with the other team, which means it's over. Yeah, right? you missed it. So now I have to sit there and now I'm like yelling at all the kids that, you know, you know, in volleyball, there's one girl whose mom played volleyball who runs to all the positions and tries to make all the plays that the little girl who's my yeah and then every time she makes a play she looks at her mom in the audience yes Mm -hmm. or on the sideline because she's the coach yeah so so i'm now yelling at strange children that i don't know because i don't have anything to cheer for (laughs) so now i've become the guy who gives advice (laughs) from the crowd and i'm just saying like play your position 
all right, 17, good hustle, but play your position. And now other parents are looking at me like, who's this fucking creep? Because I don't have a kid there. I don't even have a kid near me. And no one recognizes me from the years and years of these kids playing together. So now I'm just this, I have big winter boots, like bury a body in the woods, winter boots. <laughs> and I have like gloves and I ha it's, it was pretty disgusting. So then if, I, I have on. to go get Olivia. Hold on. There's two what? things that I can't run past there. <laughs> okay. One is being the guy that everybody's looking at. If they have a conversation about you after you're gone, if it includes those two people who were at the ticket counter, they're like, yeah, he was really in a hurry. They go, for what? He didn't have a fucking kid there. How are you guys not? <laughs> like that adds to you not having a kid. But also that's a pretty funny burn of just leaving that guy who's clearly hitting on a woman just being like, all right, I just outed this entire scenario. Ah, have fun. Yeah. And then taking off. <laughs> yeah. It's a very funny thing to do. Well, I did have a great time. <clears throat> and then, uh, so then I have to go pick up Olivia. I leave and the lady's still out there. And I go, uh, how to go? And she goes, what? And I go, how to go with the guy? You guys, you guys going out? And she's like, I have a boyfriend. And I go, all right, well, <laughs> see you later. And I just left it. Just add more confusion to the whole thing. Well, you could have could have fucking let him know that and let me get my ticket a little sooner. Why'd you? What, yeah. what was what was this guy? That town's Brad Pitt. Why? What are we sticking around, letting this guy run his game on us? If you were so quick to tell me, Mister No Kids Big Boots Boy, that you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Everybody loves attention, no matter where they're getting it from. It's just a fact, and I've proven it once again. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, relationships are hard, whether it is your significant other, your partner relationship, maybe it's your friendship relationships, maybe it's your family relationships. They take a lot of effort and they take a lot of navigating, and sometimes they can take a lot of help. And the people at BetterHelp can help you talk you through your relationship situations and all the situations in your life. Chad and I, uh, I've talked about therapy constantly on this show, and both of us have greatly benefited from the way we interact with others in the world and how we deal with how others interact with us um, through therapy. And so we can't say enough about therapy and the things that it can do for you in the way that you handle everything around you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So do it. Get out there. Stop wallowing in your relationships that aren't working and start taking an active role in them or any other problem in your life wallowing is not a very kind word but you know what i'm saying i think there's a lot of power in taking an active role in the things that are difficult and a professional can help with that uh, visit betterhelp.com somewhere today to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash somewhere do you know that they're making a new roadhouse yeah, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, can I have your, and I, I don't mean to sharply detour, but uh, we were talking about over the top and then I was thinking about movies and do you, what is your, do you have a guttural reaction to that piece of information? Um, I, 
I don't. I don't know how they're going to do it in today's society with all the rules, mm -hmm. but I'd love, I'd love to see how they figure it out. I, so here's my issue with it, other than uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal piece. Be, be, well, I, just quickly, I don't know that they're going to be able to have a blind musician <laughs> in a cage. <laughs> that was clearly just okay in the 80s. The cage was to keep the beer bottles out. I understand it was chicken wire, but I, it looked like they, they were keeping a... They put blind Joe in the cage, y'all. But that's what it looked like. And so I wonder how they're going to be have to do it now in 2024, where you're going to have people going, Oh my God, they put a blind guy in a cage? That's so sad. Blind people deserve to be outside. The, <laughs> I saw the description of the movie, and it's... I, I'm I'm probably butchering this, but I think I remember it to be that Jake Gyllenhaal's character is a former UFC fighter or MMA fighter who takes a job at like a Miami nightclub, which we'll see how they pull it off. But here's the great sure. thing about Roadhouse is Schwazy and Schwazy. Schwazy yeah. and Sam Elliott present as soft boys. They look like little noodles. Yes. They they don't have a, a ton of muscle. They have like... The reason you can see their muscles is just because they don't have any fat. Yes. And but there's no muscle being built. It's like the normal... It's factory settings muscle. And the great thing about that movie is it's like, well, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not here to fight you. I'm not, I'm not a fighter. I but right. I'll I'll do what I need to do. I'm just a little I'm just a little art boy with my little weird art boy mentor that wound up at the double deuce and we're going to quietly clean things up and maybe rip a guy's heart out of his body. And yeah. And I don't think adding the macho like UFC like fuck you brother like we'll see if they pull it off, but I need Gyllenhaal to be a soft boy in a hard boy world. That's what I love about Roadhouse is King soft boy showing all the hard boys that he's harder than the hard boys. Let's, I'm going to, yeah, let's, yeah. I shouldn't keep talking with, I no, in the original, in the original roadhouse, it's true, right? It's like, they look like that. But if you see someone that's an ex UFC guy, you don't talk shit to that person at the bar. Yeah. When he comes over and goes, guys, I need you to cool it. Please stop throwing beer bottles at the blind guy that doesn't have a cage around him anymore because it's 2024. You're actually going to hit him this time. And they go, oh, yeah, no problem. Sorry, dude. But when when Patrick Shweji does it in Roadhouse, he comes over and he goes, hey, can you guys cool it? And they're like, they turn to their friends and they go, I'll be right back to tell you a story of how I kicked this guy's ass. And then they come back and they can't tell the story because their throat has been ripped out of their body. Was it throat or heart? I can't remember. It was throat. He pulls, he goes into the throat and pulls out like the Adam's apple. Yeah, it's it's something upper, it's something in the thoracic region. Uh, I think what we should be doing, I understand the desire to make money where you're like, did you love Ninja Turtles? Well, how about more Ninja Turtles? Uh, but right. what I think they should be doing instead is uh, because I'm an, I told you I'm becoming a boycott guy. And uh, and so I will probably boycott. I'm looking for things to boycott. And I think the new Roadhouse movie is right up Papa's alley. And so okay. I but here's my pitch. No more remaking things that people loved. I think we need to remake things 
that were good ideas and didn't get executed well. Thank you. You don't apologize for being right. You apologize for the mistake and being wrong. Correct. So let's, we have this chance to whitewash our past <laughs> in the film industry. I'm not, and I don't want to be a part of. If something sucked, God, let's you fix remember, it. You remember when we started this show and you're like, you always said to Justin and I, I need a button bar. And we all knew that you getting a button bar would be like uh, Kim Jong-un having full nuclear capabilities. Like if he's not fair, not fair, not fair, not fair. Can you imagine us just cutting that part? And I think we should whitewash history. <laughs> the amount of the amount of out of context things would be a bummer. Let me pitch you. Let me. So. There's two movies that come to mind. Number one is Waterworld. I just think the idea of right. Waterworld, really great. It just didn't execute the way it needed to. I'm not ready to give up on Waterworld. I don't think you should give up on Waterworld. I never would. I think what happened with Waterworld is didn't something happen to the... It got destroyed, right? In a hurricane or something? The set? Something like that. And so then I think that everybody in production was panicked to make this thing without doubling the budget and i think that's where they really really suck shit now if you told me hey i think the movie the postman starring kevin costner was a great movie there would be one person in america who agreed with you and it would be me it wouldn't even be costner it's me i don't think i think the director's like <laughs> we could have done better on the postman but i don't think the postman like he's a the postman and the war like that one sucks Waterworld's pretty undeniably a good idea let me pitch you an under the radar one have do you remember the movie welcome to mooseport i don't so i mean i remember the i remember the the title and all of that stuff but i don't remember exactly what happened and who was in it so the fresh off his i'm a huge ray romano head love okay big romano guy uh loved everybody loves raymond i think it's one of the best sitcoms in the history of television if you'd like to message me disagreeing with me about it i will send you an unsettling amount of text messages and you'll be like i don't listen to middle of somewhere anymore because i made the mistake of engaging <laughs> with sigh on whether or not everybody loves raymond is an all-time show but Coming off that, he kind of tried to embark into a movie career, and he's had yeah. he's had a a really cool career. Side note: probably the best. What was the name of that movie? Funny People. You remember Funny People by Judd Apatow? Yep. Do you remember the scene where Ray Romano and Adam Sandler are talking, and Eminem freaks out at Ray Romano? I don't. Stop the podcast right now, everyone. Go look up Ray Romano, Funny People, <laughs> Eminem, and have the time of your life. It is. A really great scene. Uh, but so he was one of the stars of this movie called Welcome to Mooseport, where he was like this small town, I think hardware store owner, or some guy in a small town and was in love with a girl or something. And then the president of the United States gets out of office and has to move somewhere. And he moves to Mooseport and they end up running against one another for mayor. So Ray Romano is running against the former president of the United States <laughs> for small. And it's such a and it just didn't do what it needed to do. But just that lot. That's such a funny fucking idea. It's really, really good. So let's I think we 
don't do Roadhouse and let's do Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> also, the president in that movie is played by Gene Hackman. Uh, and I, <laughs> and we know we have, we both know that the Brennan Walsh, Gene Hackman, the, well, the people who listen might not know that because this is before the internet. This is before, do you want to, have you told the, the Brennan Walsh, Gene Hackman thing on this show before? I think we have, but I mean, it wouldn't hurt to repeat it. Yeah, people go ahead. have started listening since then. Um, so he just uh, went on stage once, right? Yep. And he and he said, um, I'm so sorry to be the one to tell you guys this, but Gene Hackman just died. <laughs> and people are going crazy yeah. in the crowd. I don't wait a second. I don't remember exactly how this worked. I mean, Brendan Walsh has had some unbelievable like he put a picture of a puppy in the paper that he had to get rid of. He's like, Hey guys, uh just moved into this apartment. They won't let me have this puppy. Please, uh, if you want to adopt it, call this number. And then he left an outgoing message that said, uh, sorry, I had to put the puppy down because I needed to get into this apartment. And people went fucking berserk. I mean, berserk. There was a whole city that wanted to murder him. He in L.A., uh, he, there was an empty lot, like a, an empty bit of space <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he put a whole foods coming soon sign up there and everybody went nuts and got excited and literally it started trending on twitter yeah yeah unbelievable he did um i think it was like the some chef show top chef that there was the billboard chef, there was a there was a billboard and he went to kinko's and made a life-size cutout of his picture and he crawled up and he put his picture on the top shelf billboard like he was one of the contestants. I mean, this is fucking, this guy's insane. He, and he's so fucking funny too. He's so, and so that was ba like the Gene Hackman thing. Basically, he derailed the show. He would derail a right. show by telling people Gene Hackman died. Um, <laughs> Gene Hackman, I was watching, I had no idea how old Gene Hackman is and how old he's looked for so long. Uh, my brother Jess was watching Turner Classic Movies. He likes to watch black and white movies. I think he's trying to just get me out of the basement. Yeah, I think so. And he's like, oh, what if I watch the most boring thing in the world? Uh, but he was watching this one with Robert Mitchum. Uh, who And it, it's, it wasn't, a, it was like called Night Hunter or something. It was some weird tale about a guy who married a woman. And I, I'm like, I'm describing this pretty accurately. He, like the movie's like, this guy marries this woman with these two kids and she has some money that he wants. So, you know, he kills her. And uh, and then he tries to kill the kids and then they escape. And that's like the first 80% of the movie. And then as they're trying to get away from him, they they get found by this old woman who like takes in orphans and she cleans them up. And then Mitchum comes and she thwarts him. Uh, and she's fun fact. She's the lady who was the star of Birth of a Nation, uh, you know, and they yeah. she just kept doing films for a very long time. And uh, so anyway, I watched that whole thing. And then afterwards, there was a preview for Bonnie, the very famous Bonnie and Clyde movie with Warren Beatty. And uh, Gene Hackman is in it. And he looks as old as he did in Hoosiers. He looked so fucking old in the 1960s. He looked <laughs> he looked twice as old as you do when he was in, when what? He was in Bonnie and Clyde. He looked, a, yes, he looked 160 <laughs> when he was in Bonnie and Clyde.
Yeah, he looked, he's one of those guys where you go, like Steve Martin, right? He let his hair go white early. Smart. And you, and yeah, and then you go, oh, he's been the same age for 50 years. Do you ever just watch, have you ever, I mean, everybody knows Steve Martin plays banjo, but yeah, like if you go on his Instagram, you just watch it. Like, how are you that, that talented at a number of things? There's just something in his brain that I, I, I can't, I can't even fathom it. Like you're very good at a thing. Uh, imagine if you could, well, no, you can sing too, but you can't sing like Steve Martin can. Why am I comparing you to Steve Martin? Well, yeah, tell this me, feels very pointed. Tell me, th here's the thing. I, what I'm feeling mm -hmm. and what I've been feeling is okay. obviously your relationship is getting very serious. Yeah, I think is. that's what you'd call it. Uh, you guys yeah, are, you guys are, you bought a house, you're appearing on game shows together. I don't sure. think there's a lot of steps left. I mean, there's basically two or three steps left. And right. uh, so, and I think that's great, but I also, I also feel threatened. And so, oh, do you? I think the way we, I need to handle that is by pushing to take our relationship to the next level instead of, okay. you How know, are gonna do that. So I've got several ideas. Thank you for asking. I'm sure you do. And I think there's three <laughs> options. And I think, I think we could get matching tattoos. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, well, then we stop there. I mean, my other ones were Blood Brothers, which I know you've turned down in the past. Uh, I, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to have some of your blood in my body. I'm so kind my of back hoping, hurts long enough. Oh, my God. I'm kind of hoping it would be here. the other way where you give me some of your blood and all of a sudden both our fingers glow and we're like, we fixed him. So I do think Blood Brothers... What if Brothers, we switched? What if we switched like Freaky, Freaky Friday? Friday? We Freaky Friday Blood Brothers? Yeah. I got to be honest. I don't think I handle being sick well. I think you're going to handle it really poorly. I would handle it very poorly. I would rather be Blood Brothers with Jenny from Forrest Gump than be Blood Brothers with you. That's the truth. Jenny, come give me some of your blood. <laughs> Jenny, I want the blood with the problem. Uh, so I uh, that was not a good voice at all. Um... <laughs> But the third option is we buy property together. So I do think Blood Brothers is out. I'm worried Blood that Brothers is out. I'm worried that property I think was on the table a while ago. But yeah. I think since things have gotten serious and you are by all accounts these days, you're a property baron. I do feel like Yeah. It. You are now now on I think you're one of those guys where like you drive a Bentley and then you find out that you're wearing like discount shoes because you, you have the houses, but it's, you know, one of them's a cabin that you're almost froze to death in. The other one, your son rents, right. you know, right. and the other one, you know, you, you property baron share with your significant other. Correct. So I think you're a property baron in the way that I'm a lake house owner. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm a property baron in the way where the first of every month, <clears throat> I sheepishly check my bank account just to see if there was enough in there for the three different banks to, to take money out. your properties. Now, I, I think if we were to buy a property, I think we just buy a big, uh, I think we just get a, I don't think, I don't think we should buy a home together unless it's in Costa Rica. Uh, but I Was think we should buy a property and I think we should, I think we should not tiny homes. I'm not interested in these tiny homes. They don't look okay. good to me, but 
But I'm not also like I'm not concerned about like a mid-size manufactured home. So I think we get us a little property somewhere near some water, you know, because now that okay. you've had a taste of the lake, I don't know. I think you're going to, I don't know. That, I yeah, can't I don't get away you, from it. I won't be anywhere else. I won't be anywhere else for the summer, but in that cabin that doesn't hold. And so in the winter the time, I think we get a big property on some piece of water somewhere and we build a couple of little manufactured homes on there. Little guys, okay. we each have our own home. I don't think we can. Yeah, yes. we'd, we'd have to. We we wouldn't be That's able to. That's Chad and Kelsey's home. This is this is La Familia size home, and okay. I th I think that'd be really nice. So it's it's that or tattoos, and it's totally up to you. I'm willing to spend as little or as much money as you want. Let's take our relationship to the next level. What if we just do all three? What if we go, we buy okay. property, and we tattoo the address on yes. our back and then halfway through the tattoo the tattoo artist switch tattoo guns i know you're blood brother i know you're doing tattoo. a joke but that is a plan that i could very much get on board with of course you could it's disgusting it's not disgusting let me tell you okay i know this is gonna say hey, uh what do we say when we when we uh, are gonna switch topics but it's kind of similar transition that's alert that, that's why i need that button bar transition alert transition, transition alert, alert. Here's something that made me laugh and is very disgusting. As you know, my sister, or Snow White, as we've started calling her, because she has so many fucking animals in her house, she has had a skunk in her home. She has had a bunny in her home. She has ha and these aren't, by the way, these are all wild animals. These are not pets. She has cats that go out and bring these things in. The skunk came in to eat cat food. The bunny was brought in by the uh, cats and then eventually killed underneath the couch. So my sister had a flea outbreak because of that oh. in her home. She got home one day, and there were three birds just flying around, probably there to make her a dress for the ball. <laughs> I don't fucking get it. She's seriously a Disney character at this point. And then she goes, Chad, you're not going to believe this. So what, what will happen is the cats will bring mice inside of the house, and they will go up to the landing, right? There's a switchback staircase where you go up seven stairs, there's a landing, and then you kind of do a U-turn and go up seven more stairs to get up to the thing. So at the landing, she said the cats are always there playing with the mice that they've brought in, and sometimes they have scratched the carpet on the first stair going all the way up, right? Okay. So it's like, so she's on the landing, she's made the turn, and that first step, there's frayed carpet there on one side. So she said when she was by herself one day, she goes, I'm going to just cut that so they can't keep clawing at it. So she goes over there and she cuts the carpet frayed string. And all of a sudden, she said she saw a hole in the stair. No. And a, she said it was comparable to a 20-week-old baby hand stuck its hand no, out. No, no. And dude, she's, and she's making the noise. She goes, and that's how she's made. And she's, she's sticking her hand out, like pretending to stick her hand out of a hole and then pulling it back in. And she said, she screamed bloody murder and no one heard her. So now she knows if she gets murdered in her home, that's it. Like if someone comes in her house, that's it. She can't, no one will hear her because she screamed so hard. 
She got a flashlight. Dude, it was a fucking mole. No. A mole. No. Was under the stair. And so now she's like screaming at the cats. She's like, why have you left me? It's like when Jesus was crucified, yelling at God, how have you forsaken your only son? So she's calling these cats back up. They finally come up and the cat sticks its arm all the way into the thing, to the hole, and is batting around as like playing with this mole, like trying to get it. So there's a mole in there, and she said it was the creepiest shit she's ever seen. A little baby hand comes out. Just imagine that shit. No. She's, she's telling us all this, the whole time she's telling us this story. And she goes, do you want to see the hole? And so we walk upstairs, and Olivia's there, and we walk upstairs, and I'm behind Olivia, and I grab her ankle and, I, and scream. And Olivia, she grabbed the wall and the railing, and she's laughing so hard, and she's like, oh my God, I would grab down to the railing so I wouldn't get pulled down to the depths of hell by this mole. And we are laughing so hard. I have to play you the laughter. I just took seven seconds of it, but here it is. She lost her mind. I mean, we were all laughing so hard because my sister said she saw her mouth open and it was just a huge dark space. She couldn't even tell it was a mouth because she screamed that hard. It was one of my favorite moments to just like scare the shit out of her so badly. And God damn it, man. Just to think of that little mole hand. It's so gross. Dude, what would you think it was like a like a baby skeleton sticking its hand out? I... At a certain point, aren't you like, it's time for a new house. You can't live in this weird pet cemetery, Dr. Doolittle yes. in sanitarium. Like the moment, like, so she has been walking over a mole. The mole's been her house. Like you, yeah. you can't live in a place where animals are like, it's ours too. You gotta, I don't want to tell your sister how to live her life or presume that she could just get a new house. I know that's not how it works, but could she? I mean, her kids have to be like, well, this is just what happens now. They're going to feel so comfortable if they're ever lost in the forest. They'll yeah. just be like, hey, hey, squirrel, can you give me directions? And then they'll be able to understand the squirrel. She's got to be really careful. I think she really needs to villainize all of this and make it seem abnormal. Or someday she's going to go to her son's wedding and he's going to have a fucking parrot on his shoulder during the vows. <laughs> Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.